Tenkot, the only common denominator is authenticity and living in your meaningful purpose. Come and read our new ebook, plus see our discovery store and what wonderful tools we have for you. Do enjoy our shows and don't forget to share. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Positive Vibrations Roundtable. This is me, Sarah Troy, your host today, and our guest is Alison Ellsbury from New Zealand and Duwati Basito from the UK. And I'm here in Canada, so this truly is an international show. And we're going to be talking about the education of our children's spirit. Or maybe we should be talking about how the children <coughs> are educating us how to keep in spirit. Um, I interviewed um, Alison oh, quite a few years ago, and a wonderful show about our children being the prophets today. Um, they're here with their wisdom to teach us, and if we are open and aware, we actually get to understand the gift that they are. Uh, she is a person that recognizes child behaviors and clues and meaningful spirits and talents, and um, she's the founder of the Temple of Mary and um, a spiritual education resource center empowering the spirit of women and of children. Uh, she'll give us a little more on herself in a moment, and of course we're going to be discovering that through the the, the show. And Duwati Basido, uh, this is her third time back here with us, she has a wonderful program that teaches uh, kids um, yoga and meditation and kind of communication through that empowerment that she gives them. Her two passions are is to empower children fully to love themselves and follow their hearts and uh, the love of nature in the world and immense beauty diversity in which we all strive to conserve and um, we're going to be talking today about the, the spirits of children and how we need to step into them how we can help them through yoga through meditation through other teachings um, that this is the education that needs to be immersed along with the academic knowledge we know that just academic knowledge leaves people disconnected from their heart, soul, and their spirit. And when we combine all four of those, the mind, the heart, the body, the soul, and the spirit together, then we actually are truly living in our full essence and become more contributors to the world. So let's get this show going. I'm bring on Alison and uh, Duwati. Hello, ladies. Hi, Sarah. Wonderful. Hi. Hi. Um, you know, it is a challenge when you've got somebody from the UK, New Zealand, and Canada to get all the timing. So one's just woken up, one's about to go to bed, and I'm slap bang in the middle here. So, um, <laughs> but this is also the beauty of it as well as the fact that we can get such wonderful <coughs> knowledge and wisdom from across the world and find a synergy that we can bring to the audience. So I'm going to throw it out to you guys to do an introduction. So I'll start with you, Alison. Can give us a little bit about what mm. you do for our kids today. Mm. Well, first I just want to say thank you, Sarah, for inviting me to be back on. It's just um, so good to to be back uh, on the show with you and to be able to share this time and space with you and Diwali. So I'm the founder of Temple of Mary. <laughs> I'm the founder of Temple of Mary, and it's a spiritual and educational resource center that's to help women and children embody their spirit and nurture their greatest gifts. So in the simplest terms, I help women recognize and nurture their children's spiritual gifts. And I do that by helping them understand their children's behaviors as clues to their most meaningful gifts, talents, and abilities. 
And my background is in pediatric occupational therapy. And my work has been inspired from my own background, growing up as a child with profound spiritual gifts, but not having my parents know how to really recognize them or nurture them in a way that left me feeling really confident to express them. And so when I became a pediatric occupational therapist, I was helping children really enhance their cognitive and their sensory and their motor skills. And I quickly realized that there was a really beautiful connection between a mother and a child and their relationship and how she was feeling about her child's gifts and talents and how the child was feeling about her gifts and talents. And I saw that synchronicity. And I just became so inspired. And I really wanted to be able to help kids um, feel at home in their body. And for women, particularly women as mothers, to really help their children nurture those gifts and talents and just with recognition. So over the years, I worked for various different um, school systems and outpatient clinics and all different types of settings. And then I decided to just go out on my own and become an entrepreneur. And it's just unfolded from there. And Mm so now I am able to connect with women that are worldwide that are raising our next generation of spiritual leaders on the planet. And I am offering online resources and classes and courses that just help women recognize their own spirit and how to nurture their children. And what I'm most passionate about is educating the spirit of children. And I'm excited to be able to talk more about that and um, even share a little bit more about my new educational curriculum, Embodied Brilliance. Wonderful. Um, I guess I'll just I'll pause there and we can come back to that. Yes, we'll certainly be coming back because it will be all integrated <laughs> along with Duwati. And I interviewed yeah. Duwati quite some yeah. years ago as well, and 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 of course was very very stoked by what she's doing for children and kind of pretty unique because I don't think people are thinking about introducing kids to yoga and meditation. We kind of wait until we get screwed up as a society and go backwards. Whereas if we teach children how to actually handle things in in the beginning the stress points, keeping the peace within them, learning to tap in and, and embrace that spirituality, we're actually setting them on the right path. So, Duwati, please do your introduction. Okay. Hi. Thank you, Sarah, for having me back. And, Alison, that's, like, wonderful to hear what you're doing because that's, like, amazing. Um, as you know, I'm a children's yoga teacher, and yoga, it's, like, hundreds of years old, and it stems from ancient times when yogis would sit and observe the natural world and from that um, yoga was developed based on all our natural surroundings and so what I'm looking to do through my work is kind of like reconnect through yoga and nature children with empowering thoughts and ideas and different little wisdom notes that we can that they can currently take and, and take forward in their lives so I'm currently working on a series of books, each based on a different natural one of the world. And we're also kind of working on a TV series around that. And we're hoping to draw from that different activities that will stimulate and encourage young people to connect with their inner self, their core, 
and go through from their heart's wisdom to make decisions in their life and kind of see them through life and just through incorporating mindfulness in their everyday life that provides different um, inspiration to help them overcome anxiety or stress, depression, different areas that are sort of growing at the moment statistically that children are really suffering from at the moment. Um, so that's just a little bit of what I'm kind of doing. And I've just recently launched MagnificentMeMagnificentYou.com, which is a website, which is like totally dedicated to supporting the well-being of young people and to let them know they've got a voice and their voice matters. And they have like options and choices that they can take that will give them fresh ideas and inspiration to carry them through their lives. So that's just a little bit of me. Mm-hmm. There you go, Sarah. Uh, yeah, well, you know, and both of you, I'm so inspired by both of what you're doing. And, you know, I think as a society, you know, we, it's the, you know, children should be seen and not heard. And, uh, I've always been completely and utterly against that because I believe that we learn from our children. You know, they're a great barometer of what's going on. And um, if they're stressed out, mm-hmm. it's because you are, you know, if if um, things are illogical in the world, they're very good at kind of bringing things back down to common sense. Um, and they're inquiring us. I mean, so brilliantly talented too. And I think this is the the time to embrace the gifts of our children as um, as teachers for us because clearly um, as an adult nation we've taken some paths that are not serving us or serving humanity and there's so many beautiful gifted children around that if we nurture that gift you know it's it's a gift to us this is a gift to them um, and becomes a gift to society in itself so Alison I'll start with you here is that how do you recognize I mean all children are gifted Every single one of them is, but some of them take a while before they discover what that gift is and manifest it into something. Mm-hmm. But how do you recognize mm-hmm. that special something in a child? Mm. I just love that question, and you know, I really kind of want to <clears throat> lead into lead into that with something that you said was, you know, all children are gifted. I personally believe that every person on the planet has spiritual Mm -hmm. gifts because you know the truth is we all took responsibility for being in a body when we come here as a spirit and part of that is simply learning how to be a spirit in a body and our body is the gift that our spirit gives us Mm -hmm. to be here in this time on this planet and so of course we all have those gifts and talents that we bring into the body you know, one of the ways that I think that we recognize what some of those certain gifts and talents are is being willing to believe that they already exist and to really be able to allow yourself to really understand how their behaviors can already be showing you those clues. But it's really easy sometimes to misunderstand behaviors or they get labeled or sometimes even get misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And essentially, it's really about taking a step back and looking at their body as a vast resource of knowledge that's constantly giving clues to us through behaviors and emotions about how they're thinking and feeling and moving about in the world. And that's where some of their greatest gifts and talents are. So I think it's also a matter of 
not just recognition, but then being willing to acknowledge it. And so if we believe that our children have gifts and we expect to see those gifts, then they start to become a lot clearer. I think if we really look at children as they are very connected with their spirit and they're coming in with gifts, already having that nurturing space and environment for them to thrive in, their gifts can naturally show up and we start to recognize them more. But I also think that there's a really important point here around um, not categorizing what a spiritual gift has to look like. Mm -hmm. Because I think some people just automatically think a spiritual gift means you're psychic Mm -hmm. or you have healing hands or you can see energy or you talk about past life experiences or a kid is a really great manifester or, you know, they um, create crystal grids or, you know, Mm -hmm. they, they channel Jesus or, you know, something like that. Now, all of those are possibilities, but then there's so many other possibilities to that as well. And I think if we really just kind of even take um, perceived uh, expectations on what we even think a spiritual gift is, then anything can show up and be possible. And then we're actually not putting a limitation on our children about what we think a spiritual gift actually even really needs to look like. Because if we just give them permission to be in the body, explore the world, and learn how to have a relationship with their own energy, their gifts naturally show up. Right. And all we have to do is just be present to really see, feel, know what they are. And I find that most women already know their children are here for something great, something special. They already have an inclination of what they are. Um, of what their gifts are, but they just sometimes need reassurance to be reminded that their intuition is spot on. Right. And, and I, right, and yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, well, Duwadi, I mean, as a person that teaches them to to be present in their body, because with yoga, it is, it is that divine connection within the body, isn't it? With the breathing, with everything, it is connecting to that as meditation is, and you know, I don't think people can actually even recognize their own spirit until they find that link and that connection, in which yoga and meditation very much lead people to, don't they? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I believe every single child has their own unique gifts that they're bringing into the world on whichever level. And with yoga, when we um, sit in our yoga class, one of the exercises I do is that we sit opposite each other. So a child is opposite another child, and they look into each other's eyes, and you say, like, you look into your partner's eyes, and what do you see? You see another person just like you. And we do different facial expressions. You smile, you, look, you give them your sad face, your smile, your happy face. And we kind of, like, reinforce that we're all the same, we're all connected, we're all one. We're each unique, we each have gifts that we're bringing into the world, and we're each equally important. So from doing different exercises in the yoga class, it's just kind of like reinforcing that and bringing that to the forefront that, yeah, we're the same. You know, I hurt, you hurt, I hurt me, I hurt you. And you bring that concept forward so that as a young person, you know, yeah, I've got different gifts to the person sitting next to me, but my gifts are equally important. 
they may be good at art, I may be good at dancing, they may be good at singing, I may be good at writing, but my gifts are just as equally important. And like you said, Sarah, with the concept of yoga, we're all one, and yoga is like reminds us of that union and that connection. And when you kind of like reinforce that in a young person's mind that I'm of equal value and I'm of equal worth to everybody else in the world, and you kind of like instill that in their mindset, it's like they go forward feeling more strong, confident and proud of what they, what gifts they have to give to the world and what their role is in the world, which I think like in schools now, they're, they're incorporating more, but I think more can be done to reinforce that in each child's mindset, that they're of equal importance. And also I know at the moment um, in the UK, there's lots of training on mindfulness, so lots of teachers are going on the mindfulness um, training which is really good because that's kind of sharing with kids to be in the moment and not sort of worry and stress about exams or what's going to happen in the future, just kind of like be in the moment, you know, observe what's happening in the moment and just kind of like let go of different worries that they may be feeling. So kind of linking all that up with yoga, meditation, mindfulness, I think all those are core new things that's being introduced through the education system at the moment, which is really good. And I think that's really empowering for the future generation. But we need to see more of it. So, um, you know, there's, there's mm. something that you mm. hit on here which I really want to, to really mm. look at. I think what confuses people is we talk about being part of the one, part of the collective. And we talk about our individuality. And I know people get very confused, but do you want me to be an individual or do you want me to be part of the one? And what we really are saying to you Mm -hmm. is that we want you to bring your individuality to the one, to the collective, because that's your gift, that's your instrument um, that you're bringing to contribute. And that's part of the diversity that makes that sort of beautiful tapestry of life. Because if we all looked and sounded exactly the same, it would be pretty boring um, and it's kind of like reinforcing that in young minds, like at the moment, young girls are under so much pressure to look like, you know, the supermodel figure, the Barbie. Yeah. And if we all look like Barbie, how boring would that be? You, you know, so it's kind of like, like Barbie, we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like, even though we, we, are, we have fed this, these ideal, idealistic images, mm-hmm. but really, if you think about it, life would be really boring if we all fitted into those like, you know, those little slots of, you know, Miss Universe or Mr. Universe. So it's kind of like reinforcing, yes, you're unique, you're different, but yes, we are all connected and my actions will affect, you know, what's happening in the world and there is, there is, everything's connected so everything has an equal and opposite effect. Mm. To also be aware of that. Yes, exactly. You know, within my uniqueness, there is also that connectedness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and, you know, I'd like to add something to that because it's just such a great discussion what we're talking about here. You know, it also, for me personally, it brings up um, why I think it's so important that kids and parents typically aren't taught how their spirit connects with the body or how to take care of mm-hmm. it. So. You know, our society mm-hmm. typically doesn't have something in place that teaches children, hey, I have energy that's beyond the boundary of my skin. 
this is also part of my body and my energy. How do I take care of that? Because I think that also is so important to being able to bring our gifts into our physical reality is understanding how to have relationship between our spirit and our body and how it connects and what the anatomy of that is. So just like how we're taught um, how to brush our teeth and brush our hair and have personal hygiene, or when we get older we're taught about the body's anatomy or our muscles and like what the body looks like on the inside. I truly believe that there's a lot of opportunity to educate um, educators and parents and help children better understand the brilliance of their body and how all of that works because that really would help people create healthier boundaries between themselves and the world and how to relate to their own energy and how to have relationship with who they are in partnership with the world around them, Mm -hmm. which I feel like helps people bring that individuality without getting um, so deeply influenced by external expectations. Right. Actually, something I want to address here, too, is I've done an awful lot of shows with people who are kind of the science, um, a lot of quantum um, energy type shows, mm-hmm. and, and of course, you know, a lot of spiritual shows. And, you know, the one thing that has been the revelation through it is that the science and the spirit are the same thing. It's just that people who are in spirit mm-hmm. are living it. The people that are in science are discovering it. Um, and so, you know, really, who, whatever um, our audience is, whatever our children are, we could speak to them in science. Y- yes, you can many measure spiritual energy. Yes, you can measure this, the quantum um, matrix, you know, the, you know, the frequencies, the everything else. It, so if we've got a mind that's inquisitive and wants to understand the science of it, I think the step is to say, yes, this is the science, but now you must feel that science to understand it. There's the knowledge, but how do you connect with it? Because one, if they're both the same, it's just a different way that we approach it and use it, isn't it? Who wants to go with that one? <laughs> Nobody? Uh, quantum physics. That is such a huge topic. Yes. And, yeah. um, you know, we are, ma- we, are, we are currently kind of um, coming forward in leaps and bounds in our knowledge in that area it's just like we're doing space travel yeah. you know, 100 years ago we wouldn't have that knowledge of space that we have currently and what we're able to do um, and see out in the universe so when you kind of compare that to the mind as well how our minds are developing from from being a caveman to where we are now we are we are growing kind of like exponentially yes. and so with quantum physics that's kind of giving so much more um, for those who, are, who really like to find out the theory behind, like faith. Because um, I, I mean, I, I, I don't speak to angels. I don't have a special guard, you, you know, person that kind of like comes. I just, but I believe in God. So that's been my faith, and that kind of inspires me. And I feel that that's where I get my inspiration from. And then science will kind of like look at that analytically and say, well, is there a God? How can we work that out within our formulas? I don't know. How would we do that, Sarah? (laughs) 
I think the realisation well, that's happening... kind of um, cover that? Well, it, actually, this has been the amazing thing about a lot of the quantum physics people that I've, I've spoken to, is that realisation that that energy that they're able to measure, they can measure in people, so therefore people are living in that energy. So, you know, they're beginning to see it's not one thing or the other. It is an emerging and understanding that we are that energy. So that, you know, if we ride in, in a frequency wave, if we ride in a divine wave, um, it is that connection to that universal energy that they're just beginning to tap on now. So an awareness is certainly happening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think we have got the scientific minds. Great. You know, um, introducing spirituality through, you know, the, through the, the quantumness, um, I think is a great connection. Um, Alison, <laughs> what do you have to say about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think that's the whole point of being in a body, is learning how to bring in who we are in relationship with the cosmos and be in tune with the rhythm of our body and still be in tune with the rhythms of nature. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point as why we keep evolving as um, the human how the human spirit keeps evolving, you know, here on earth. And what I have seen over, you know, almost 20 years of working with kids in various different settings is how brilliant they are. Mm -hmm. And the one piece that always has shown up is here is this amazing spiritually connected soul learning to be in a body learning how to really be a human being. So it's learning about how to have relationship with the spiritual aspect of ourselves that feels very integrated between the mind, body, soul, or spirit connection. And what I would see with a lot of children is they have this brilliant knowledge and wisdom, but they didn't know how to integrate it in the body in a way that made sense, that felt safe, or that even felt like really comfortable. And so what I would also see is that they were having a hard time trying to fit in, trying to fit into society's expectations. And so what I feel like really happens is, you know, when children incarnate, and especially the kids that are coming in now, you know, they have a vast body of wisdom that they're here to share, and they're coming in with their gifts already open and this innate wisdom. And a lot of kids just know how to come right into the body, but when I talk about, like, the phrase educating the spirit of children, it's not so much, like, teaching their spirit something. Mm-hmm. What it is, it's about helping their, helping to create an environment that allows their spirit to stay connected with the body so that they continue to be validated through their behaviors and emotions that help them feel nurtured and help them create a really strong foundation of skills from a young age that nurtures their creative energy over time, that actually gives them the confidence. And that's the piece that I'm the most fascinated about because I needed to learn that for myself, you know. Um, And I see so many um, children really just in that process of, hey, just help me stay connected with my body. I I actually really want to stay connected with my body, but... I don't know how to do that around people who aren't connected in their body right. or I don't know actually how to bring this information through and share it in a way that maybe what if people don't like it? How do I feel confident about that? So to me, 
I've always seen that there's such an opportunity to keep tying back experience to the body and how we feel because I personally believe that the most important relationship we can ever have is the one that we have with our own spirit and how it connects with our body because we learn how to relate to the world from how we're, we're relating to ourselves. And so that's where I see the most opportunity with educating the spirit of children is, hey, let's just help you stay in the body and create an environment that's conducive um, to you learning um, about the brilliance of your own body and learning how it all connects. And what to do with it. I mean, you know, I'm a, a, a very much exactly. a spiritual being that's had a hell of a hard time living in my body. Um, you know, because as an empath, I would feel all the pain from the earth and be, oh my God, my body's, you know, feeling all of that. I ain't got to go back up there. Um, but, you know, whether yep. we're, we're teaching those beautiful divine children to connect with the body and find that peace and harmony in there, or whether we're asking the body to connect mm-hmm. with the spirit, because there's some people that are more aware of their body than their spirit. Um, you know, the, it's the right. modalities in which we, we use, isn't it? Like with you, Duati, it is through meditation. Mm-hmm. It is through um, the yoga, through that education and with you. It's, it's teaching the parents to be aware because awful a lot of time we have these gifted children. They, they're in discovery of themselves and they're maybe sometimes too scared to speak to their parents because they feel so different and their parents don't know how to bridge that gap, start that conversation. So let's talk to uh, or about the parents right now of how they can start that conversation with a child um, you know of doesn't matter if you're religious or just a person of faith or just believing in energy and source how do you start that conversation so um, Duwadi I'm going to go with you first on this one um, gosh well I've got two boys they're, um, they're for me they're both like hugely gifted and talented and they're both uniquely different within their own within their own rights so as you say each each soul that enters the world has its own personality gifts qualities even though they, they're both in the same home so we you know so i know you know we're each unique in that way well i feel they're both gifted but maybe i know like the, the level that allison's talking on is more on the sort of spiritual kind of spiritual realm with, with like more on your sixth sense level is that correct Alison well it encompasses all of it because to me the term spiritually gifted means we're just learning how to live as a spirit in the gift of our body so whatever yeah. gifts and talents right so whatever gifts and talents we're bringing in um, are there to be recognized yeah so how I mean with, with my two all I my, what, how I interact with them is just constantly um, reinforcing the fact that I love them unconditionally and I just kind of reinforce to them the importance of them loving themselves and then from that once they kind of like realize how you know they're each uniquely amazing and wonderful and just to really love themselves then they feel comfortable and confident just to really express yourself so once you really truly embrace your own being and know that you are this awesome young child and you've got your own wonderful gifts to share with the world um so it's just kind of like as a parent just reinforcing how much i love them and just getting them to acknowledge that they are super and amazing and awesome and just to reinforce self-love within themselves and then from that 
you know, they, they feel comfortable and confident to share their talents and be yeah. what they want to be and express what they want. What they want to be in their own self-discovery and not what a parent imposes on them of what they want them to be. Yeah. Right? So that's a big mm. one you must come across, Alison, is, you know, parents' dreams for mm-hmm. their children aren't always the dreams the child mm-hmm. is having for themselves. Correct. Yeah, great point. I see that a lot, actually. And it's something that um, doesn't get talked about all that much either. Because I think that if, you know, some children at a young age, if they're really showing like a profound connection with um, their angels or an ascended master, or they have these amazing healing abilities, or they're incredible at drawing or they can play a musical instrument from a young age that we automatically think that they're defined by what their talents are Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. in fact, you know, those are gifts that intersect with a lot of other things, you know, that have to do with our personality, our purpose, our passion, and how that all comes together to really create who we want to be in the world. Because, you know, like I can remember as a kid, you know, had a really profound connection um, with Mother Mary, still do, but even though I wasn't really raised in any religion, um, we didn't even talk about spirituality or God or anything in our house, I still wouldn't have known that I was going to grow up and be doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Because if someone would have been able to recognize what my spiritual gifts were, they might have actually thought, oh, she's going to grow up and be a psychic medium. <laughs> or, you know, she's yes. going to grow up and, you know, have, you know, be a hands-on healer, which, in fact, I did play with each one of those paths. But how it has all integrated has been what my path needed to be for me to discover who I am when I'm in my body and I'm connected to my spirit. And that's been, I think, the biggest teaching is really discovering who am I as a spirit in a body? What feels good to me? And so I think when parents are really curious about who their child is and what they think they should be doing, I think that that is a great place to come from, from a place of curiosity versus what you think that they should be doing. And it kind of ties back into the question that you're asking, you know, how can we start that conversation? I think first and foremost, to really ask yourself as a parent, do you want to have that conversation? Some parents don't feel comfortable having that conversation, and that's okay too. It's really about, I think, discovering what your unique path is as a parent in relationship with your child. And your children are constantly showing you signs about who they are, and so you can just ask them questions, you know. um, I think something to remember is... They're talking um, about... Mm -hmm. When I was just saying, we've got to remember that we are custodians of our children, but we're not owners there is no, you know, lease right. or contract. You know, uh, um, our part to play is to bring them up, you know, with loving kindness and caring and, and a purpose in life to set them free. You know, that is uh, every pattern there is in, in nature is to 
prepare your young to to spread and leave the nest. But there are still so mm, many parents yeah. that are very dictatorial over what their children, you know, I own you, I brought you into the world, I can take you out, you know. Um, and you may have a child that is trapped in that gift um, and unable to share it because the parent still believes mm -hmm. that they own that child and every aspect of that child. Um, if there are any kids that are listening, in, you know, in their teenage years or old enough to understand this, what would you say to them as to set themselves free or, or who to turn to to talk to? Because the worst thing is is to be trapped in that and no one hearing you. Who would like to go with that one? Wow. Well, I, <laughs> I keep I know, throwing well, you some curveballs, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can actually speak very well to that one. Um my family didn't know how to really recognize or nurture that spiritual aspect of me. And it wasn't because they didn't want to. It's because they didn't know how to recognize it in themselves, mm -hmm. and they were scared. And looking back on that, it was the perfect experience I needed to have because it taught me what it was to try to make myself fit in. And I needed to feel the contrast of how uncomfortable that was. And so, like, that trapped feeling that you're talking about, for me, it was the constant fear of feeling like I had to suppress my connection with the Divine Mother and letting that energy flow through my body and out into the world. It was a constant suppression and a constant, i got to hide this because I really want to fit in because right. I was more concerned about fitting in than I was about actually expressing who I was because... I didn't have a, a, a good, strong, solid foundation of skills knowing how to connect with my body and how to make sense of the world around me in a way that felt healthy and felt safe for me. And so when I became a teenager, I just wanted to fit in. That just felt so much more important to me. And it wasn't until I got older, um, in my late teens, almost 20, and I actually ended up getting very ill because that was one of my spiritual awakenings um, yeah. or what some people might call a spiritual meaning of crisis. And it was just simply my body's way head, of saying, yes. hey, oh my, <laughs> yeah, hey, oh my goodness gracious, Allison, what are we doing with our own energy? Mm -hmm. And it really was um, a wake-up call for me to really get in touch with how I was having relationship with my energy and how I was allowing other people, other places, other beliefs to really influence how I thought about myself. Yes. And all of that kind of came to a head when I was about 19. And so um, that trapped feeling that you're talking about showed up in my body and manifested as um, disease An illness, or right. unwellness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I went through that um, particular experience I learned so much from it that actually um, has really helped me create a better relationship between my spirit and my body and so I really really understand you know what a lot of these kids are, are going through going through yeah. in that capacity yeah I mean and so you know as far as mm -hmm. no I was just going to throw it over to Duwati oh, because oh. you work with teens don't you Duwati you know, you do a lot um, of... Well, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, that's the area I'm kind of like 
going more and more deeper into. I mean, what I would say, because um, as a teenager growing up, the challenges I faced were, like my parents, they had a, a kind of more traditional mindset. And I, from their background, to what I was exposed to living in the UK. So I know like different teenagers will be facing different challenges. It could be um, gender issues, sexuality, just um, just a whole range of different things that they may be coming in conflict with, with you know, old, the older generation. But I think what's important to acknowledge um, is the fact, like, say your parents, they're doing, they're doing the best they can with the knowledge that they have and their experience. And what, what's important is that you should express yourself and be true to yourself because, like what Alison just said, if you kind of suppress what's true for you, it will only, you know, and, you know, and it's suppress your own energy from just flowing. It just manifests in illness later on, and you can, you know, it's it, it's just it's going it's to come back healthy. to bite you. Yeah, it's going to come back to bite you. Yeah. It's going to come back to awaken you um, somewhere along the and line. Maybe sometimes it's hard to talk to pe- you know to your parents about things or emotions that you're feeling. Maybe you could write them a letter to explain mm. you know your feelings or things that you're not happy with, because sometimes it's not so easy to put into words. But maybe you can write a letter. And just tell them that you love them and you respect them, but this is how you feel and this is what's true for you. And ultimately, I think most parents, they just love their kids and they want them to be happy. And it's just kind of like guiding them to embrace new ideas and new ways of thinking. And sometimes it might take a while, but society's changing, the world, the world's changing. And parents are changing and learning and growing as well as kids so we're all learning and growing and we're all just human sometimes we make mistakes but that's how we learn so so if you're a teenager and you've got frustrations with your parents that's what i would you know i would like i mean you know understanding forgive and know like we're each we've each got free spirit to choose and be how we want to be and once you kind of like recognize like that's their free spirit and this is my free spirit and you just respect each other like that I mean sometimes we mm-hmm. need that third party yeah. don't we I mean we need that you know the parents are unable but the children discover you know like what you've got Duwati where you've got these wonderful um, you know uh, videos and audios uh, of meditation of speaking to them helping them connect with themselves helping them to kind of live in that inner peace mm-hmm. you know the work that you do with, with children as well Alison sometimes you know that child needs to be empowered by someone else so that they can raise their vibration raise their confidence and find that articulation to speak to their parents the parents will yeah. feel the difference in the child before even the verbalization happens so if we can raise that confidence that spiritual wonderful divine energy within them the parents will kind of get the message before anything's ever said that's true and because yeah. then when, when that young person's more confident within themselves and they kind of acknowledge all their own personal gifts they'll feel more strong to present their ideas when they're more when they're like solid like you said and strong within their own identity and their own spirit and their own soul and their own core and then like you said the parents will okay let me yeah listen to what my child's saying instead of dictating right yeah the big one and and, you know 
Yeah, and I think it also brings up, um, you know, something important to just kind of add in here too is that there there really is no right or wrong way to to be in a body, to raise children, to you know do life. It's it's just about finding what feels good and what feels freeing. You know, what gives us the most amount of freedom and what actually feels good in the body. Because if we can all just come from that place, um, that's what really gives us uh, pure enjoyment and freedom. And I think... um, It's coming from love, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know, when, when I think some kids are really showing more of their gifts and abilities or, you know, say they have a strong personality or they just have like a a strong will or what I like to say as clear knowing, mm-hmm. you know, it can really kind of um, trigger us in some of those deepest places of where we didn't feel heard as a child. Yeah. And it, I see a lot of, of parents getting hung up on trying to find the right way or being scared of, of doing something the wrong way. And it's, you know, what if there was no right or wrong way, but there was just the path that feels good for you. And there's 100% permission to find your own flow and relationship with what feels good with your own energy and how you relate to your child. And then permission for your child to actually be able to find their way with their own spirit, their own relationship with their own energy, and be able to express that in the world in a way that it's a win-win for everyone. So it's I mean, really not about a, a right or a wrong. Right. It's finding what feels good. You hit on a big word there, permission. Mm-hmm. You know, as adults, you know, yeah. uh, 40 plus, everybody's been seeking that permission to place value upon themselves because they were brought up believing, you know, servitude, not service, and who the hell do you think you are? And I think, you know, children are always seeking that permission. Can I? Can I? Can I? Mm-hmm. And I think if we actually say, mm-hmm. you can, but these are the conduct of codes in life, right? The codes of life, the kindness, the caring, do no wrong, don't mm-hmm. hurt anybody, embrace that truth and love within you. I think if we teach the kids the, the, those codes of life and say to them, spread your wings, you have permission, because they have those codes firmly there, I think we're really giving our kids a greater gift to express themselves. But, you know, what would be some of the codes that you two would would, uh, teach your children? Dawati, we'll start with you. Well, I guess, yeah. I mean, I always um, try to remind them that other children have feelings just like they do. You know, they're all... Each person has feelings, so to treat others how they would want to be treated themselves Mm -hmm. and to be kind and compassionate and just, just to be not, you know, just respect. That's, I mean, they, they're really strong characters. Both of my boys, they've both got really strong minds. So they, they tend to kind of, uh, be the ones who tell, you know, who kind of like lead me in so many ways. Well, I'm a single parent as well, so so I, the family unit is slightly different dynamics. So in our household, we're kind of more equal. We're all contributors. We're all just like um, you know. I guess they just see me as they, the same way they see a friend. So um, it's a, it's a very different setup to the setup that I grew up in, where it was like mum and dad and kids sort of did as they were told. So it's. Um, yeah, so our household's quite different, but uh, yeah, so I just reinforce them to be kind and remember everyone's the same as them. Everyone has feelings. 
you know, don't be mean to other children and just, you know, remember that. Mm. That's my little thing that I do with them. Alison? I love this question. Um, you know, what really came up as soon as you asked that was, what feels important for me is to really be in integrity and be authentic with who I am and how I'm expressing that in the world and to be an example of what it looks like to be giving myself 100% permission to be in love with myself and to have the freedom of creative expression. The reason that feels important to me is because I wholeheartedly believe that when we're kids, we're looking, we learn how to do life based on how our parents do things. We just automatically see, oh, that's how my mom does that. Oh, that's how my dad does that. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's their relationship with money or that's their relationship with their own spirit. You know, and to have clear discernment between knowing that they can choose something different. So for me, what feels important is to recognize that I'm a great influence in the relationship with my children. And so to really be in integrity with myself about how I treat myself and what feels important and meaningful to me to follow in my life, which is my heart. And one of those codes that you're talking about that I think is also really important is compassion and knowing the difference between empathy versus compassion because they're both very different. And one of the things that feels very important for me, um, for my children, is to help them have clear discernment between what their energy is versus the energy of someone else so that they know how to own their own information and be in touch with their intuition and trust it. In that way, they're not going to end up kind of following whoever just because they want to fit in. They're understanding the gift of their individuality, but they're also learning to set their own boundaries by that way too, aren't they? Because, um, you know, no, this exactly. this person does not wish me well. Uh, they want me just to follow, to belittle mm -hmm. me or this or that. If I have this, you know, this particular vibration around me, I'm inviting people that are on that same vibration rather than people that wish to pull me yeah. down. So it, the more confident they yeah. are in themselves, the, you know, the more invitational they are mm -hmm. to the people who want to be around their resonance and less invitation to the people exactly. that want to bring them down. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it and it's it to me it's also what you're touching on too kind of also ties into um, that children speak the language of energy. That's our most natural form of communication is energy. Yeah. And when kids can stay literate <laughs> in that form of communication, but also pair it with language using their voice then they become a really powerful source of their own influence. And that, I think, is something really worth um, modeling effectively for children. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the, the children become what the parents are or, or sometimes rise above it and teach the parents how to be but it's um it's very much about their environment isn't it and you know like with what you're doing Duwati, i mean you've got these beautiful you know audios and youtubes out on 
on your speaking meditation you're speaking over music and you know you've, you've picked colors um which of course color is, is such a you know with the chakras and everything else it puts people in a different mindset but you know i find that if you tried to do this some 20 years ago it would have been what we call the granola kids you know the hippies you know now it's become uh. right i mean it, it is it was like oh there yeah. must be granola kids that means that they're all you know all earthy and and it was unrealistic to people yeah. and, um you know now we're, we're mm-hmm. kids are actually hungry for this aren't they they're hungry show me how to find that calmness and my peace within myself because there's so much stimulation around them they don't often know how to switch that off and just go into that peace so you know what effect have you seen to okay. from from these you know, um, meditate for videos you've been doing. Um, well, it's it's fairly new, so it's just recently launched. But I did one group. Um, I did a re- review with one group of teenagers, and it was really wonderful. Each each person had a whole different take on the same track. So when they listened to it, it meant something totally different to each one. And so one person said, "This came at the perfect time when I was having all these thoughts or these." things were wor- uh, that were worrying me and then I listened to the track and it just put everything into perspective and made me feel good and just made me feel calm and peaceful so to kind of hear that it's for me it's like wow that's really good that it's had that positive effect and it just kind of reinforced that young people they have got so much going on like you said and it's kind of introducing them to a, a new um, option that they can say before they go to bed put on a little guided relaxation meditation mindfulness track and help them to kind of unwind and sort of let go of the day or let go of worries or just kind of tune into their core their inner self and just feel like Alison said feel their spirit their self feel their body and just know that this is me and they can just like let go of different worries or anxieties that they might be feeling and just get inspired just from listening to the words or listening to the music because music I mean music reaches parts of your soul you know yes. that yeah. that other things can't reach so it's kind of like just a little kind of like nurturing so yeah it's been great to hear the positive feedback and right. it's been like amazing how each track just connects with something different to each person depending on what's happening in their lives but and with the music the we've done it to different frequencies as well right huh? exactly and, and what you, you've invited here is that everybody's just heard the same track and now everybody's sharing what they got out of it and it's like the, you know, yeah. we're, we're told in society one size fits all, and that is not true. We're talking about your individuality, not in, in your soul, mind, body, and spirit. And you know, we have to um, understand that everybody's going to receive the way they're going to receive it at the time that they need it. And to actually share those yeah. experiences and those feelings, I think, is so empowering to embracing their individuality. I know. We're doing more. We're doing more reviews where teenagers can share because I think. That's the best way as well to connect with young people when they hear other young people who've yeah. listened to it and hear their thoughts because um, it's like we said earlier, like with parents, listening to parents or teachers, you think, okay, I'm be- it's being forced upon me by I'm made to do it. But when you hear like your peer or your age group, yeah. they're listening to it and they're finding pleasure and enjoyment and benefit from it. 
then it makes you more receptive and open to give it give something new a go that you might not have thought of before. And, and a tool. A tool. I was just watching um, Facebook this week and like, loads of celebrities do meditation and mindfulness. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's really, I think that's really nice as well that, they, that that's being shared at the moment because yeah. um, a lot of young people look up to celebrities. So if they're idols doing mindfulness and meditation, it encourages them to also seek it out, try something different as well. Right. And you're giving them a tool, a very valuable tool of how to connect in and how to connect with source and, and find, you know, that calmness and that peace. And this is, this is what we need to do, isn't it, for our children? You know, they need the tools. First, you know, we've, they need the permission, and then it's the, they need the example, and then they need uh, how to raise that vibration, but they need the tool, uh, tools in order to do this. And again, you know, a hammer can be used in many, many ways, but there are so many different techniques that we can share with our children, mm-hmm. and they're going to find one that they really resonate with, and they might be with it for a lifetime or only for a while. But when they make that connection, then you know that's actually what they need at that time. So if you have a kid that is going from one thing to the other, that's okay. They're just trying to find that one that speaks with them. And when they do, they'll fully immerse into it. Alison, you must see this. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Sarah. I didn't hear you. Oh, you didn't hear that last I, I heard my name, but I didn't hear... You yeah, didn't hear uh-uh. the bit before? And it was about the tools that we need to give our kids. You know, when we give them the tools, and very often a kid will go from one thing to the other, and the parent goes, well, make up your mind. And it's, But they need to go through those until they find that connection with something. Well, you know, this resonates with me. I really want to immerse myself into this. And then whatever they've gone into is becoming a tool that they take with them for the rest of their lives. But it's it's allowing them to kind of explore what those tools are and also exposing them to what those tools are, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's no different than putting three different flavors of ice cream in front of your child and saying, you know, which one do you like? Do you like all of them? Do you like none of them? It's, you know, exposing them to something that they get to find their own relationship with and decide if they like it or not. It's no different than trying on clothes. Does this feel good? Mm-hmm. How does it look? How does it feel? No, okay, I'm going to keep going through my closet until I find something that feels good. That speaks to me, right? That speaks think, to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because children, especially young children, naturally know how to follow what feels good, but we as adults don't always do the same thing because we just think that that's something we do in childhood and then we grow out of it. Mm-hmm. When in fact, kids already know what they need. And when they get exposed to certain skills or tools or even like toys, they know what their preference is. And they also know that, okay, I'm done playing with this. I'm going to go pick this up and, and see what this feels like. They just need room to explore and the spaciousness um, with an environment for, that allows them to have the freedom to to choose what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what life is about, isn't it? It's self-discovery. It's being adventurous. It's trying different things on for size, so to speak. And, you know, you may find yourself in a particular place for a while and you're really gung-ho about it and then you're introduced to something else. But you know, that's the whole thing about it is we are explorers by nature 
and we should always have that inquisitive approach to life and be willing to explore and treat it as an adventure you know uh, again we're we're telling our kids you know leave school go to university get a job have 2.5 kids you know and die you know um, right you know and it's like no <laughs> yeah. you know get get out there take a gap between university my my daughter took several years gap before she went back to school to do what she really wanted to do and it's that you know we don't have to follow that pattern if that pattern is not for us because you're going to learn just so much by being participatory in life, getting out there and being adventurous, and then discovering what it is you truly want to do that then you can perfect. But that journey of life yeah. is just as important, isn't it? Oh, and I think it's, it's, it's a lot more um, families are embracing that new way yeah. of being. It's not. It's 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 constantly evolving as well. Even the whole family units changing so it's there's so many different aspects to life that are kind of you know coming up now yeah and our educational system of course hasn't caught up yet but then the more and more people evolve you know the demands change and then eventually the system will change along with it but um, we can't wait for the system to change to support our kids we need to support our kids so the system can change um because that's the only way yeah, it's going and I to think, be. I think there are, there are quite a few people advocating for change within the education system. So it is slowly changing. Um, and as a parent, school life is like a major part of my kids' life. And school, the education has such a big influence on them. Um, so we do really need to try and push harder for new ideas to be brought into the school system that will embrace a sort of more holistic um, curriculum than currently is. Well, I think our kids again are doing that. I mean, our kids are far smarter than we were at the same age. You know, with technology... They are. You know, they it, are. Uh, you know, whether it's all the YouTubes or everything else they do, I don't know. I think a lot of it is... You know, they the teach higher, me. Yeah, exactly. The, you know, the higher vibration that they're resonating on to what we did. And I think very often mm. we kind of have to follow their lead, isn't it? And I think the kids are going into school and saying, you know, that way is boring, you know. Um, and teachers are having to get more kind of imaginative in the way that they teach the children to get them engaged, which I think is a good challenge. It is. And I know when I spoke to our local head, um, he said for teachers and heads, it is a challenge because they have to... Um, train children for jobs that haven't been created yet because mm. you know the world is changing so rapidly so they they feel challenged as well you know to be able to like develop skills you know for future roles that haven't been you know inv invented yet right. or established yet yeah just a point on that when I'll go over to Alison but um, I recently got my kids uh, my daughter to watch Blade Runner, you know, we've done 20-something years ago, and of course it was such mm -hmm. a sci-fi movie at the time, and there's a new one coming out 20 years later, so to speak, and I looked at the technology, and at the time it was so far out, and then you look at this old computer, and of course in all of those mm -hmm. movies that were sci-fi, internet hadn't been invented, cell phones hadn't been invented. Just look yeah. at the difference between internet and cell phones and how they have changed the way the future and is so going. Quickly. So quickly. Mm. I mean, Alison, you know how much of you know the technology and and um, and divine wisdom goes together. 
Oh, gosh, I love that question. Um, I think they go together a lot because a lot of what technology has the ability, if it's used appropriately, um, it has the ability to kind of mimic the divine mind a lot of times with the ability to really be able to connect with people simultaneously like we're doing right now, right? Yes, exactly. Um, it, you know, um, there's a lot of a lot of that that, that goes on, I think. Um, gosh, I mean, that could be a whole other show right, in and exactly. of itself. <laughs> the way it's opened up knowledge to the yeah. world. I mean, that's the thing. It's, you know, everything mm. is Google it now, isn't it? <laughs> but... That opens mm, up both to yeah. the good and the bad. But uh, you know, if we can, if we could focus the energy mm. on the good, I think this is why our kids will learn leaps abound a lot faster than we did, and and it will get to a point that they, in a lot of ways they have already overtaken us. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's an, as you said, I, I think another show there on um, the that, parents. Um, I think like earlier when you mentioned quantum physics, Sarah, that's <laughs> where spiritually we're delving more into quantum physics mm-hmm. and that's where the human mind is kind of evolving as the technology is evolving mm-hmm. so as we're tapping more into the quantum physics concept of the mind um, that's how we're kind of like going to keep abreast and and keep ahead of technology because we're developing more skills there's so many there's so many new teachings out there on quantum physics and what the mind's capable of so that's um, and that's kind of so the mind, the spirit, the body. That's that's how I kind of like see it evolving in line with technology. We're seeing it with movies, uh, Doctor Strange. I, I loved it for, for one particular scene when she actually pushes this guy out of his body and says, "What do you think you are? You're just made up of matter." And in there he is, out of the body, you know, spirit as spirit that can go anywhere in the universe that isn't restricted by the body, and you know, for that to be such a popular movie amongst the young, and feed that possibility to them, you know, that this, hey, yes, you know, uh, what a beautiful teaching, and of course we're seeing that more subtly in some movies and music and everything else. So um, I think the movement yeah, is very strong. <laughs> It is, and it's just like you said, when we look back from when we were young, watching mm-hmm. um, Space 1999 or all these futuristic TV programs, which are now... Laughable. <laughs> you know, they're out of date now because we were, we've surpassed that, that knowledge and that, that technology. And when we watch these, these movies, they're setting it in, in our minds, but in a few years' time, what we thought was a, you know, impossible is so you know, it's possible, is a you know, regular thing. So... That's how it's it kind of like it's the seeds are sown, and then from that it's evolved. Well, we are looking at the chips in the head in the next decade or more. The, I think the the dangers of that would be is making sure we hold on to our humanity uh, and our spirituality mm. within that entrapment of of accessible knowledge being there at our fingertips and um, the twilight zone did a very good series of that where everybody was attached to a computer they didn't need to retain any information they just asked and it was there there was one guy who didn't have the chip in the head they thought he was an idiot ended up the computer crashed nobody knew how to write to read or anything and he became the person to teach them all moral of the story out there is that we've got to remember that whatever technologies we use to help us advance that we cannot leave our spirituality and our humanity behind 
but we have to learn to integrate that into part of the whole. Yeah, and then it's like getting strong with our spirituality and our humanity so that we don't lose that. Yeah. And that that's what we need to reinforce with the younger generation as well to know that they are spiritual beings and they have a mind that's so powerful you know their mind more powerful than a computer we just don't we're just not accessing mm-hmm. all our capabilities with you know we're only a very tiny percentage so there's so much potential within us that we kind of like need to connect with and learn how to utilize and how to express yeah yeah so we're yeah. we're on a we're on an amazing journey as well mm-hmm. at the moment which is really, really, really exciting. But I know this show is coming to an end. We clearly have got another topic, a few topics here to cover on a, another show. But, um, <laughs> but, but for today, we will bring this to an end. So, Alison, would you please let everybody know how they can get a hold of you and what services you're offering um, the people right now? Yeah, thank you for that opportunity. So the best way that they can um, find out more about who I am and how I may be able to support them and their children would be by just going to my website and that's www.allison A-L-I-S-O-N Ellsbury E-L S as in Sam B as in boy E-R-R-Y dot com so it's just my name AllisonEllsbury.com and you know a lot of the services that you'll find on my website are really directed towards um, being educational resources I've got some great educational audios that are available for purchase that um, help people recognize and know how to nurture their children's spiritual gifts. And then another really great educational audio on um, how to give your child roots, Mm. (laughs) a strong foundation underneath their feet so their spirit can fly. And that one um, is also a really popular audio simply because it also teaches um, parents on that audio how to connect in with their grounding cord, different energy centers on their body. You know, everything we were talking about, how to have a relationship with your body and how to recognize your own energy and how it works together. And then um, I've got uh, a new online Um, class series I'm going to be teaching live Um, that's going to be starting in June and it's around my new curriculum Embodied Brilliance which is designed to help kids embody their spirit and nurture their greatest gifts through understanding the brilliance of their body and it's simply an innovative way to support the integration of your child's body, mind and spirit through learning about seven bodily senses and how it impacts their energy and overall development so if someone is interested in learning more about that, they can find that information on my website and um, sign up to be on the list to get notified when registration opens for that. And I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. It's lovely when you have an interactive <laughs> thing too because it yeah. really helps. So that's AllisonElsbury.com. And so that's E-L-S-Berry.com. And uh, you can find everything there. Yep. And, you know, please do listen to the uh, the other show that I did with her here, which we were talking about, you know, our prophets, our children, those that are gifted here to come and tell us all about it. So, Duwari, would you let everybody mm-hmm. know how they can get a hold of you? You've got books, you've got audios. Tell us what else you've got. Okay. Um, you, my website is www.magnificentmemagnificentyou.com. 
Um, on that, it's got all the different projects that we're currently working on, and it's got the Teenagers Meditation album, and also we're hoping to fundraise to support the environment with our various projects that are coming out. So you can connect with me through the website, also on Facebook, magnificentme, magnificentu.com, no, Facebook slash magnificentme, magnificentu, and on Twitter at magnificentmy. So you can keep in contact via social media. It's really easy. And you can hear about all the new products that we're currently launching. So we've got quite a few new things in the pipeline. I'm not allowed to kind of disclose everything at the moment, but we've got an exciting um, new children's TV program, which has got quite a few unique aspects to it that we're currently working on. And we can't wait to share more about that. Um, so we've got the meditation album out. We're, we've got a few apps we're going to be working on as well. So if you go to the website, sign up to our newsletter, you'll be the first to know as when they're ready for viewing. So, yeah, that's me. And, of course, you know, um, when you go to her own page, Duati Basido, which is D-E-W-A-T-T-I-E, Basido, B-A-S-D-E-O. Um, you will actually find uh, her other shows with me as well. And uh, also um, some SoundCloud of um, of the actual uh, meditations which you've done, you know, like a rose, a violet, orange and other colors, etc., which can help people through that, which they can listen to. So, you know, I, I highly recommend sharing that and kind of introducing it to your kids and even trying it out yourself, adults, um, and getting into that same rhythm as them. So... Um, magnificent me magnificent you dot com I love what both of you ladies are doing I'm so happy that we brought you together and if you're open for it I think the next show should be technology versus spirituality how to keep it in harmony um, <laughs> because I think that could be I a, love it. it it's you know the way the yeah. future is going there has to be a very cohesive marriage mm. between that because otherwise we're going to see like all of these movies, the AIs are going to take over. So you know we've got to we've got to know where to draw the line, how to use the technology, when to call it quits, but also how to have that kind of uh, that balance in there. So you know I think that will be another great show to do. So I thank you both for being with me here today. Um, you know your wisdom, your love, your passion for children. Um, you know, understanding who and what they are and, and that the more we water and nurture them, the more they will grow to be a beautiful, abundant people, the more they contribute to this planet, the more this planet becomes in harmony and symphony with each other. So it's very, very important how we raise our kids. Um, they are our future leaders and the better we do now, the better they're going to rule later. So thank you both so much for dedicating your lives to children. Oh, thank you, Sarah, and thank you, Alison. I'm glad I've been able to be part of the show, and you're an amazing advocator for supporting young people, and it's like wonderful to see what Alison's doing as well. So, thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you both very, very yeah. much. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I really appreciate um, appreciate your creativity and organizing this, and being able to meet Dewadi and getting a chance to. Um, talk with her a little bit more even before we go on the show. I just love what she's doing as well. And um, oh, Thank you. So and what you're nice. doing is amazing, Alison. <laughs> There's I such a synergy between you both. Your book, book when, it's, uh, when it's ready. Yeah. Well, yeah, my book. Yeah, so I didn't even talk about that. Right. Okay, yeah, we got a book. I didn't know. When's your book coming out, <laughs> yeah. Alison? Quickly, plug the book. 
Uh, well, um, it's coming out next year. Okay, so we've got some time on <laughs> that. It, we'll introduce that on the next show. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's coming out next year, and just know that it is an educational resource that's going to help parents really understand the incarnation and embodiment experience that their children go through, and how to nurture and support their growth and development in their body. Fabulous, very much needed. People, parents need guidance and how to help their children and of course some children can help their parents through that and some parents need to help their children through that so you know the the better the tools on both sides the better you know we're going to find that harmony so um we definitely have to cover the book when it comes out for sure so yes <laughs> so thank you Alison thank you Duwadi bless you both thank you and uh, thank bless you so much you and uh, so, folks, remember, please listen to your children. You know, they are the gifts. They are the future. And you have no idea what beautiful light is within them. You know, open it up and let it shine bright. And you'll be surprised of how much they teach you about you and how they invite your light to come out of you. So um, love those children. Nurture those children. They are what we need on this planet right now. So until next time, folks, bye for now. <laughs> 